Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast, back after the NBA trade deadline comes and goes on Thursday. The Celtics did make a move, adding Mike Muscala, and they gave up two second-round picks, Ryan, two of the, I believe, 50? Is is that the unofficial of second-round picks traded today and yesterday? 51, I think, but I believe it's only one pick that was traded 51 times. My goodness. Just just every time, just cycled around all the trades. Tra- I mean, the, some of those picks that went, you know, five-pick trades were clearly the same five picks. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as you can hear, Ryan Bernardi at Danger Cart here to co-pilot the show with reaction here to honestly uh, uh just a complete whirlwind 24 hours here um or even further than that if you want to go back to the Kyrie deal um but where do you want to start should we i let's let's start with the the, the important stuff Mike Muscala heading to the Celtics as additional big man depth i demanded that Ryan and we last time we talked i said they need they need a big man don't they need to use this trade exception and by golly they got the best 31 year old three point shooter in Oklahoma city, um, this year that, which isn't saying a lot, but, um, I don't know. An, an alternative to Luke Cornette. Is this, is this the, uh, the fair description of, uh, of Mike Muscala at this point of his career? Yeah. I mean, he's not bad, right? He's a solid NBA player. He's a, um, obviously a good shooter. Uh, he's a surprisingly good, he's sort of stout drop defender, right? He's, he's fine. Um, He's basically been a 15 minute player, you know, 15 minute per game player his entire career, like very consistent, almost hilariously consistently, uh, which is what the team is looking for. Right. They're, they're not looking for for anything more than that. Uh, as we've talked about, like if if Rob or Al aren't healthy in the playoffs then you aren't, there's no real way to replace them right now or, or the, the price to replace them. Yeah, they be could so have, been ridiculous because then if they're healthy, you've wasted all that. Right. It's uh, so they did what we thought they would either do in the trade market or maybe maybe a buyout. Um and like I've said before, like I'm, I don't really care all that much who the backup bigs are. Mescal is probably on the good end of of who who a team could reasonably hope to have in that spot. Um, and just like he's a good shooter, right? He's a, a good shooter and a, a fine defender. And you can imagine him probably playing a little bit more with Rob if necessary than you could with Cornette, which I think is probably what they were looking for is just an, you know an alternative for for who you can play on nights when either you know Rob is in and and Al is out or when you just want something a little bit different and he's not that much different really than, than Olenek who costs quite a bit more. And it seemed like they would have to give up actual assets for. And so to get, get Mascala for, I mean, I think the, I think the pick they gave up this year is like the lower of picks. So it doesn't really have any chance of even being in the top. You know, yeah. It's going to be right. Yeah. Probably going to be yeah. like 40 in the 45 best, right? to 50 range. Yeah. yeah. It's either going to be the worst of, it's like some convoluted three team. It's worth like Portland back. They don't lose the Houston pick, which right now isn't any good. But if Houston ends third in, in you know, in, in the standings instead of first worst, then that becomes the 33rd pick, which has, they did not give up that pick. And then right. the other pick is what the, their 2029 20, second. Yes. So what, whatever it might be. And Justin Jackson, who we all knew, I think um, 
just purely for tax reasons that they were going to look to move him and then sign somebody else for a partial season because then only the you know whatever it's just a tax thing um so completely reasonable trade right <laughs> um in a day when a lot of things went absolutely wild the celtics seemed to just kind of quietly do their business and and get them uh or you know get a guy who they had obviously thought could do that role so i don't know like what do you what what do you think of Mike Muscala? I don't know where else do you go on this. Uh, on well, this he's conversation. he's on the OKC only play him forty games a year plan for the last <laughs> three years, which which the Celtics have had a success success with um, in past years with uh, Mr. Al Horford, obviously a far less impactful player than that. But yeah, I mean he's he's clearly he was playing this year. They you know they would randomly bench him for ten games like they always do with when they throw around these rotations and try to get young guys in and out, but. Um, as far as a pick and pop guy with SGA out there, like that's, you know, he was put there putting up points in a lot of games this year with him, you know, coming off the bench in that role. And so to be able to kind of do that, to have him as like, you know, a real alternative, probably. So, you know, on nights when Blake Griffin isn't somehow hitting five straight threes, um, which is, you know, the vast majority of, of his shooting history. Um, yeah. I think that's a, a fine alternative there. And, He's also under team control for next year for 3.5 million. So that's if they want him, I'm not like, I don't even know if they do pick that up, but if he plays well this year, that's a, a nice thing to have in your back pocket um, for a cheap big for next year when the, the, the means to add to the roster are clearly limited up beyond uh, the, the taxpayer mid-level. To an extent, he probably fits the role that we thought that that Gallinari would actually play. Yeah. Where we talked about like some of the, the more creative aspects of Gallinari's game maybe would get tamped down because of just the other options that are on the team and that he might be relegated to a little bit of a spot shooting role and, and playing as a more of a big than certain. I mean, he's really not a wing anymore, but even at sometimes playing center and you can envision Muscala coming into that. So yeah, maybe next year it would be difficult to see them both being back and or Gallinari coming back from injury and, and picking up Muscala's option and all that, but like, who okay, cares, right. That's all for another day. Yeah. They're trying to win the title right now. And, and um, it's, uh, you know, another thing in there, it's another sign that, ownership or not a sign a fact now that ownership is willing to pay a, a really heavy tax bill here uh they added a little bit of money today um and that little bit gets multiplied four times over or four and a half whatever four four point two five times over i think i don't know where it's they are like on a, the actual like, scale now yeah, it's like another eight to ten million dollars somewhere just him in. yeah between his salary and then the the additional tax hit versus jackson you know it's it's not insignificant amounts of money um so you know they're living up to, to that promise as well and I just, I think it's just a totally fine move. They didn't do anything insane. They they don't need to do anything insane with the the position that they're in. Uh, one you know one thing I'll I'll throw out there is Basketball Reference. Their offensive and defensive ratings are not an individual stat, as you are obligated to say. <laughs> it is a an estimation of a team performance. But I will say that he's 31 years old. He's been in the league since he was 22, so he's been in the league a long time. Not always on good teams. His team has an estimated positive net rating every season other than his rookie year. So even in OKC these last couple of years, the team has always performed sort of neutral or better when he was on the floor. And that's not to say that that's all him, uh, but sort of similar again to Olenek. Like there are advanced metric sort of things. There's basic box scores, you know, box score stuff, but really the on off is where it mostly shows up. Uh, but he's a positive player and he might not be a positive player if you asked him to play 35 minutes a night with the starters, but in the role that you're, that they're asking him to play, he has consistently been part of winning lineups throughout basically his entire career. 
Um, so that's obviously a good start. And you can say he's one of those players you can look at and say, well, he's not going to play in the playoffs. And he very well might not. Uh, but we've mentioned before, like the elites that played in the finals last year, and you would think mm-hmm. of all like the Celtics would be able to target him and knock him out of the games and all that. And like he held up fine in the limited minutes and and contributed. And you just who knows what will happen. There's a playoff series where you might think that he's not going to play at all. And he makes five threes and, you know, it totally changes your perception of the move. So I think it's primarily a regular season move and a, and a logical one. Um, but that's not to say that he won't, won't have a, a bigger role to play as they even get into the playoffs. Yeah. I think you, I like how you know it there. Like he gives them options like that. They didn't have last year with having an eight man rotation and no one else with guys nine to th- through 14 that you may not go trusted uh, to throw in when things were just going backwards or based on the matchup or whatever the case may be. But now you can, depending on who you're facing, depending on how Cornette or Grant Williams looks, or if, if, if Al Horford or Rob Williams gets hurt for a game or whatever happens, this just gives you the alternative of, okay, this is a max space, the floor type guy that defenses are going to have to respect probably even more so then maybe even like a Grant Williams, even as he's, you know, kind of built up his shooting track record more and more here. Um, so you certainly can really more than certainly more than what we saw the Sixers do last night with Blake Griffin. Exactly. <laughs> right. right? So maybe that maybe it would have backfired if you had had Muscala on there instead of Griffin. But like nobody's going to leave him alone like that. Um, right. And that opens up opens up other right. other avenues of attack. Right. Exactly. So that's the long term in the just to have that option to have that guy be need to be paid attention to is a nice thing to have on your bench, even if you you hope you don't need it. Um when this team is fully healthy. But I think for the regular season now, Ryan, it's like, okay, the Bucks are right there. That race for the number one seed looks a lot even more important now in the wake of this Durant trade, which we'll get to in a second here. But now this is a way, okay, this guy can help you win these regular season games when you're giving Rob and Al, and now looks like Jalen Brown's going to be out for at least a week um, at minimum here with that facial fracture. Like you're going to, you're going to need to start, you know, you want to keep resting these guys to make sure they're they're right when things matter the most. Yeah, that that Milwaukee game before the All Star break is suddenly looking even more difficult than it would normally be. With assuming Jalen won't be won't be playing, um, so it's going to be yeah a race to the finish line. Now I'm sure there will be Celtics fans who might look at the standings and go, "Would we rather be the two seed and get the Sixers than the one seed and get uh you get the Cavs?" Considering what the Cavs have done. Uh, to the Celtics early early this season, but I think we saw last year the value of having Game Seven against the Bucks, uh, and so yeah, it will be be a, a sprint to the one seed at the end, I I think, uh, and so both teams made sort of reasonable additions that I think everybody expected them to try to make additions in those those spots. The Bucks adding Jay Crowder that not only just that did people expect them to add that spot, they've been expecting them to add Jay Crowder for I think days now, uh, and and the Celtics getting the backup big that that people were looking for them to get. And and now we'll see what they do in the buyout market. Maybe they'll make another addition here with the, the final roster spot. Uh, but it seems you look at their rotation and when they're healthy, which they have rarely been, uh, you know, there aren't, there aren't ob- a lot of obvious holes in it. And so fingers crossed that health and the playoffs intersect uh, and that they're able to, to, to actually put that rotation onto the floor because it's been tough doing that this year. 
Let's take a break here to hear from one of our sponsors, Bet Online, which remains your number one source for all your Super Bowl betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds and team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with betting options from everything from the national anthem to the halftime show and even the Gatorade bath. Bet Online is your Super Bowl headquarters this season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to check out the most comprehensive Super Bowl info on the web. Don't forget to use your promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to get in on all the betting action. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. The Well, we'll talk about the buyout market probably a little bit more in, you know, next yeah. week. Once yeah, we'll, we'll see who gets we'll see who, who, yeah, wait, there's, It's very, very early, but I, you know, I think there's no argument that Danny Green will be at the top of any contenders list if he has, who knows how much he has left in the tank. I mean, he's only played a few games here. Um, but in terms of, you know, they, I would imagine that's their, their top priority is to get some kind of a wing there to just have that emergency depth with Justin Jackson. Looks like there's going to be a bunch of point guards in the market, but yeah, not, not a thing the Celtics need right now. Right. Get, get one in to compete with Payne Pritchard for, for, uh, those five minutes off the bench. What should be ecstatic. What a final defensive possession for him last night as a, as a random crazy to come in and <laughs> just like, Hey, you haven't played the first three quarters. Here you go. Fourth quarter. And by the way, let's guard some Harden and bead pick and roll and like win. So <laughs> that's, but that, right. So we've been talking, I think we talked about this on, on text. Um, the good thing with Pritchard is that everybody understands why he would want to move on to another team. And, and he may be a little disappointed that he wasn't traded today, but nobody thinks that he's going to like quit on the team or no. that he's going to, he's going to go out there and he's going to play his ass off. Um, even the things he's been talking about, you know, it's been primarily, it's been really like at the end of this year, we'll see what happens. Uh, he knows how good this team is. He knows that he's can play a role. And, and when he does, he always plays hard and, and tries to, he, he's not, he's not taking his, his ball and going home uh, just because he hasn't been, been moved here. So I'm have complete faith that that will continue to happen throughout the rest of this year. Even if, yeah, I mean, maybe he would have liked to go to a team where he was going to play a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, unless you're getting an upgrade, you know, a more sizable big man upgrade like Pertle. Like yeah, for Pertle, right, which which he was, you know, part of that offer, um, from what I hear. And that's a situation where yeah, like that that's worth creating the hole in the guard if you're gonna get a guy like Pertle who can actually, you know, play real minutes in your front court and really take the onus off Allen or out. But sure of a guy like that. I I think this is a perfectly fine mood when you're saying because if you move them somewhere like that is conceivably a hole that you wouldn't have an easy answer for if if Smart or Brogdon or anyone else got you know a, a long term injury here so that that's at least one less thing they have to worry about. Yeah, and if you get in foul trouble against the Sixers and you need someone to guard and beat, <laughs> you've got deal. to roll out there. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's wrap. Or we're gonna wrap up. We'll, we'll spend a good. <laughs> Chuck a time now talking about the let's, let's just talk about the most important deal of the day. Um Bones Highland for two second round picks to the <laughs> um Clippers. What were they thinking? Two, no, that's uh, all. Two, that's two it. second round picks. That's piddling. It's he's 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 a mice moose call of value. Um all right. Kevin Durant traded in the middle of the night to the Phoenix Suns for the the kitchen sink. Four first rounders, pick swaps. Every good young player Phoenix has pretty much outside of Aiton with with Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, and um, Crowder obviously got dumped with it too. Durant going to Phoenix. Is this a good or a bad thing for the Celtics, Ryan? And for what's what's start of this season? Is this a good thing 
for the Celtics contending chances? Yes sure. or no? Yeah. I mean, he's in the other conference. I get it. You might act, you know, you might run into the Suns in the finals, but um, that's fine, right? The finals are supposed to be hard. Uh, I don't think that the Suns are like some historically, they're not like the Warriors with, you know, Durant Warriors. Like right. they have a, it's not the same. Uh, so just to move them out of the, out of the conference is, I think, think a positive, right? I mean, do you, just the fact that you're asking, it's, do you disagree? Right. No, I mean, like if, if you're saying, if your biggest problem is facing someone now in the finals, as opposed to the second round, then that that's, that's a good, I agree with you. That's a good thing. Like the, the Suns may end up being the favorites by the playoffs based on how Durant looks when he comes back and how things are, are meshing. But the, the bottom line is for them this year, like that's going to be, you know, thrown together in the middle of the year with a lot of moving parts. They're probably gonna have a bunch of buyout guys there. And that if everything goes right, of course that, that they could move through a wide open Western conference. But um, the fact that the Celtics don't have to worry about him to even get to the finals, I think highly outweighs um, the possibility of facing him in the, in the finals on a better team. Yeah. And of course you would take the field in the Western conference over the Suns, even if they are the favorites, right? Like they could very easily get knocked out in the second round. Um, they could get knocked out in the first round. We'll see where they land in the standing. We'll see how yeah. long Durant is out. We'll see where like, are they right now? Are they like seventh? I mean, uh, check where fifth, they're, fifth. they're fifth. They're tied with, with, yeah, the tied with Dallas. That, that pick yeah, right. the <laughs> yeah. So Luca and we get, we get a first round series where it's Luca and Kyrie against uh, Booker and, and KD. Um, and I, you know, really like either, either team could win that. So in total, the, the detonation of the nets is, is good for the Celtics. Um, uh, it's a little funny that it had seemed like the Eastern Conference was going to become the stronger conference for a very brief period in the last couple of years. Uh, maybe that's shifted back back the other way again. Um, but I would, I mean, I would, I know they swept him last year, but I would prefer not to have to go through Durant on the way to on the way to the finals. And if we meet him in the finals, then that's awesome. We're back in the finals, so that's fine. It is just, it's a wild thing the way Brooklyn melted down and like even having lived through the Kyrie experience and even having thought like this will end badly at some point and even having seen them trade Harden last year it was just a matter of weeks ago where they were one game behind the Celtics and had won 18 out of 20 games yeah and Grant looked like he might be making a push for MVP at 30 whatever 35 years old and to just now be like they're a collection of they're like an interesting collection of role players plus Ben Simmons who God knows what that is uh, it's somewhat surprising to me that they weren't able to move off more of those players right now. I think there are a lot of teams that would have been interested in, but also like, right. If you give, you've got 12 hours or not even by the time you wake up in the morning, you've got a couple hours to figure out what you're doing with all those guys. Like, it's not really a surprise that they weren't able to shift a bunch of them on. Um, all right, let's take a break here to hear from our sponsor. Hello fresh. Do you remember those new year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to hello fresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door taking the hassle out of dinner time. I know it's been in my crazy household with myself, my wife working and a young infant. We have not a lot of time to prepare for meals and HelloFresh is super convenient to have fresh ingredients delivered to our door on a weekly basis to make those meals easy to prepare. And you can get fast and fresh recipes as well with HelloFresh's latest lineup of meals that features robust flavors and filling portions that are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, sear steak and potatoes, 
or Southwest pork and bean burritos. So make sure you go to hellofresh.com slash winning65 and use the code winning65 for 65% off plus free shipping on top of that. So get that again. Go to hellofresh.com slash winning65 and use the code winning65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's a great deal. And you want to make sure you check out HelloFresh, which is America's number one meal kit. But I am surprised just... that they looked. You're right. I'm, I'm, I would have been shocked if they only traded one of them. If you told me that last night and that guy being Crowder, the most obvious one to move. like cause... Well, and they're still now way in the luxury tax, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Still over $10 million into the luxury tax with a team that no, I don't think anybody thinks is going anywhere. They may still make the playoffs just because who knows what happens with the, the play-in games and, and some of the other teams that are down there didn't really do anything either. Um, so who knows? Like, I think they're a functional team. It's not like there's, there's nothing there, uh, but it's, it's a weird situation. And really the whole story is in the other conference. Um, but again, like those two teams may meet very early on that, that you have Kyrie and KD or there's a long way to go to get up to the very top of the standings. I don't think anybody's going to catch Denver because Denver, unless Jokic gets hurt, like there's not going to lose enough games to catch them. Yeah. Uh, particularly with with KD, not even exactly sure when when he'll be back in the period of just everybody meshing. So they're going to be mid standings players, you know, teams. And then you look at who they might be meeting in the first and second round, and it's like the Clippers, the Pelicans, who were in first place, get Zion back. The Warriors made some adjustments. Obviously, the Lakers made a bunch of additions, seemingly for very little, you know, outgoing. Um, and there's there's absolutely no guarantee that that KD makes it deep into the playoffs or, or that Kyrie does. So from a Celtic standpoint, yeah, I mean, it's just like out of my life. I don't have to think about you unless <laughs> we make it to the finals. Like, that's great. Um, I'm sure the Cavs are ecstatic. That's probably the team that is like, sure. they did nothing. They're one of the few teams that did nothing. And they're probably looking at this all of a sudden being like, hey, we we thought we were going to, it was looking like we may have to get the Nets and, and you know, Durant in the first round. And now it's just like, okay, we're going to, maybe we get Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and they didn't do anything either, right? Miami just they, like Miami didn't do. Uh, they they moved Dwayne Dedman to. Oh yeah, yeah. So, the essentially on nothing. the court, and they wanted to get rid of him. Um, right. But yeah, I think the only what the Cavs and hilariously the Bulls were the only two teams that didn't make any <laughs> trades. The or have not made an in season trade yet this year. I guess is because they're like you like you said the the Heat didn't make a trade today, but it was a couple days ago. Right. Yeah, that's um. No, the the odds, the Cleveland's second round odds just skyrocketed after uh this and they're only i mean they're still only uh two games back of the of the sixers right now for the, the three seed so depending on how health goes there that'll be that could be a a nip and tuck race the rest of the way but just none um, of these eastern conference teams like have like real belief they, they don't see this as an opportunity you can no. look at the standings and think like oh maybe we could do something and they just it seems like they're all half in or or whatever they're nobody's well toronto's all in now toronto's all in I mean, Toronto is so freaking weird. Like, we're going to go and add it. They, they needed to add a center, I guess, to get out of this thing. But, like, what are they doing? Um, it's Van Vliet's an unrestricted free agent. Gary Trent is the one that really makes no sense. Like, are they really going to re-sign Gary Trent? Um, I, they'll they'll be in the playing game. Maybe they make the playoffs. But that's just – it's such a weird for – for all the talk to be – that they were going to be a theme. I used to joke before they won the title that, you know, that Masai – what he specialized in was getting you to the middle of the playoffs. Uh, and then he made the one move that got them to the finals. And now they've reverted right back to type. But when he was in Portland, like this was kind of what he did. Like they were like middling playoff teams. Um, 
and that's what they were with with Lowry and DeRozan, even if they were a high seed. Uh, and now it looks like that's kind of back to where they are, other than the one diversion off for one year where it's like, oh, and then we got Kawhi for not a whole lot and won a title because everybody got hurt, in the, you know, with the Warriors. So I don't know. It's it's just an, the East is very weird. The East up and down is weird. I mean, you can go through all the different teams. John Collins, what again, once again, doesn't get traded. The Heat don't really do anything. Brooklyn obviously blows up. The Sixers fans are all furious that they did nothing. Uh, nobody seems to want to want to take advantage. Maybe they're all just afraid of the Celtics. That's it a is way to think about it, right? It's <laughs> it is funny that there wasn't a there wasn't even like it was all like check swings from East teams. There wasn't even a team a that like it, yeah. yeah, like everyone you know like. The, the contenders, Hart, yeah, the, yeah, right. The, yeah, Josh Hart is that is that the biggest like impactful name for a team in the in the playoff race in the East? Well, like, other than Mike Muscala, I, I mean, let's let's <laughs> we don't want to. I mean, Mikhail Bridges, name. right? But that's because you're getting, but that's the the weaker end of the bargain here, right? Bridges is the best player who joins the Eastern Conference or who makes goes to any of the teams that are in the playoffs right now, but that's not the headline. Forgot Muscala was a Patriot League guy too. Fuck now. Oh, is he? I have no idea. That, I, I don't yeah, know any like, college unless I went to UConn. Yeah. Second or Northeastern, but not a lot of those. <laughs> CAA. Um, yeah, second round pick. 2013 draft to the Mavericks, but I think he must have been traded to the Hawks on... Yeah, the Hawks. On, yeah I mean, the Suns, you know, saw a decent amount of Muscala back in, in his early days in those, you know, first round series, I feel like, coming off the bench there. Um, but I feel like he... I'm shocked that he just lasted four years in OKC, given his numbers. But they, but they were probably just holding out for more than a second round pick every trade deadline. He didn't get it, and then they finally got it this year. Well, you know the yeah. hilarious thing that happened with him, right? What with in OKC on the last game of the year a couple seasons ago, they needed to lose to keep their draft pick, and he made the game winning shot that ended up sending the pick to to Philadelphia. That became Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> um, that was like I did not realize that. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why he got DNP. He got sent to a title right? contender two years <laughs> later. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. He got his revenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any other? What was? Do you have any other surprise moves of the day, or whether it's price or just the what volume was doing? Of trades, right. I think that was the surprise that we had this giant burst of movement and uh, all these just trades were coming fast and furious for like an hour there from that's because they were holding it for like two weeks they well, usually I, have I mean my theory flow. is that they were holding them for lebron is that i think that adam silver uh, like, yeah. not make your trades in the immediate aftermath of lebron breaking the record because we want this to be a thing that we can revel in and that all the teams said basically like okay yeah we understand we'll we're not gonna rain on that parade and, and get into to trade stuff that's my my theory but who knows uh maybe they were just waiting for durant and then durant goes in that in the levy breaks but there were just so many trades early in the afternoon they were you know flying around and not like huge moves but just lots and lots and lots of them the, the big moves obviously came before uh the big surprise though is again it's the same thing that we just it's like toronto not moving any of their guys and and being a buyer and the bulls not moving any of their guys and then immediately having a report come out afterwards it's like oh and by the way not only do we not trade zach levine but he hates the coach and all the players like the coach I don't know if you saw that report like, and right that after report. the trade deadline ended. They were like, we didn't trade Zach Levine, but by the way, he hates Billy Donovan. And you're just like, what, what are you doing? Like, what is this whole franchise's purpose in, in life and, and, and what you're doing? Um, it would have been nice to see the top Western conference teams be more of buyers. The nuggets 
trading Highland just for picks. And then, you know, I think they, the picks they traded then also facilitate. Basically, they helped make the LA teams better. Grizzlies didn't really do anything, right? The Kings didn't really do anything. Um, so to see the middle of the West really stock up and the top of the West, they're smaller markets. There's financial considerations. There's all of that. What assets do you have? But to see those teams sort of stand pat while the, the middle of the West seems to have gotten quite a bit better is interesting, at least. Yeah, just bizarre. Do you have a favorite trade? Um, It's got to be one of the five second round picks. Pick uh, James Wiseman. I think the James oh, Wiseman situation. That, they like... ended up actually not cutting that much money. When they when they yeah. traded him, I thought they were just... It, I, I didn't actually think I said right afterwards. I was like, there's probably more to it than this. But it would have been hilarious if it was a straight salary dump. It's It's a situation where the that would have been for if you're trying to maximize your contending window with Steph and you just trade him for literally nothing that would have been quite the story but I don't know even they obviously could have had Sadiq Bay they elected instead to bring I mean for the Blazers to get five second round picks for Gary Payton is hilarious after and just fact, signing him he played a dozen yeah games. he played a dozen games he's been hurt all year like and he's going for the same thing as oh like Jay Crowder or three Blazers more picks than Bone Thailand. I mean, Blazers fans are so pissed right now. I mean, that's another team where, like, what, what are they they're, doing? They're selling seemingly while they have Dame and, like, what are you doing with Jeremy Grant now? And they, it's just, it's such a, another team that they would fit in the Eastern Conference. It's like a, what are you doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, Gary Payton, they know, right? They know that they know what he can do, they know the role that he, that he fills. But just to see Wiseman, basically be a nothing just a salary match after we had all these people who were trying to like big national media but zach Lowe, right like trying to talk up for a long time almost like the golden state line of sale of like no he's this is he's still a big asset he's going to be and eventually they just had to give up on it and be like oh this is going to cost us a lot of money to keep him um and he's terrible he's one of the worst players in, in the league uh so to just move off him i'm sure they're like okay well we can get back to a guy who helped us last year and and Peyton's good when he's healthy. He just hasn't hasn't really been healthy this year. So that is, it's a fun one. Uh, you are a little surprising that they didn't just keep Bay, but uh, he hasn't been particularly good this year either. That's true. He's he's that's like he yeah. really flashed in his rookie year, and then since then has kind of plateaued or taking a dip a little bit. So yeah, finally Detroit up... has a twelfth the twelfth center. Yeah, I mean, I was worried that they would would run out of centers before, but now they have a roster of entirely centers. I'm looking forward to the Bagley Wiseman. Um, Isaiah Stewart. Stewart and what Duran? They still have New Orleans Noel. They do have <laughs> New Orleans. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was one of my favorite reports that the Celtics were like team. kicking. You know, they were interested in New Orleans Noel. I know they were. Like ten million. Yeah, you make ten million dollars like, and next year, I think. Like that's ridiculous. It was, yeah, it, it's a, like the some of the uh and can't play with Rob, which again is I think sort of the value was always a question about Pirtle or even you know some of the other guys that. That have been talked about along the way. We're like, I understand that Rob needs a backup. He doesn't play very. He just can't stay right. on the floor. But you also do want a guy because you already have Cornette who can play with Rob because Cornette can't play with Rob. So, right um, on nights when I can't my go. Consider about Vanderbilt, right? With Vanderbilt, where I was like, he would be a backup to Rob primarily because I don't know if you could really play the two of them together. So, do you want to pay the price to get him? The price ends up being not a whole lot. No, <laughs> in whatever Danny was doing out in Utah, uh, helping the Lakers, I, I guess. I, maybe he's helping the Lakers because he wants the Lakers to jump over them in the standing so that he can move from yeah, right. the Wemby draft. I don't know. Like that's almost what it looks like. So it 
it was just such a busy and active. It's hard to in the immediate aftermath even to just like put together when you say like what was your what was your favorite trade? I'm like, I don't know. There was like 28 of them. So I have to go back. There weren't that many, but I need to go back and look and remember some of them. When you said Wiseman, I had basically forgotten about it, even though I was making fun of it two hours ago. It's they're coming fast and furious. I don't know what the final tally of the day was, but they usually it's a we get this trickling in over a course of three or four days, but uh Ram hit the the LeBron conspiracy theory waiting waiting for the record and now the uh the lobby breaks in the last 24 hours but that'll do it for us here we'll uh take more time to digest this digest uh what's going to come in the, the biomarket digest who's i'm curious who's gonna be playing for the celtics this weekend and into the all-star break over the next four days with some pivotal games upcoming against against memphis and uh and the bucks on on tuesday night and you know i'm guessing marcus smart Jalen brown and maybe Maybe a few other guys might still be uh, on the men for those. So, uh, but we'll we'll get back with you, Ryan, once we uh, know what the bio market looks like, and um, give you more time to uh, dig into these fifty-one second-round picks in the in the over the weekend. Twenty-three trades, by the way, not all today. Ooh. Twenty-three deadline trades in the last two and a half days. Yep, so not quite twenty-eight, but that was a fun deadline. Oh, one I mean, of them is Hachimura. They're including Hachimura. They're including Hachimura. Like so 23, yeah. including, oh, even Vakavamas. That's 23 trades this regular this season. Trade so season. Got it. Yeah. But yeah. but almost 20, that means like, like 21 this week, 20, probably. Yeah. 20, something like that. 21 this week. That's a fun one. Listen, you're not going to get, you're not going to see Durant get traded in the middle of the night ever again, I don't think. So, um, along with uh, a trade demand for a team that's, you know, fifth overall in the NBA for, from its two best players. But hey, um that's the nba for you but all right thanks for listening rate review subscribe um make sure you're following ryan at danger cart on twitter and we'll talk to you guys again next week